Hey everybody, hope you are well. Um, I always say to myself that I'm going to introduce it differently and then just say the same old shit every time. In the same little shit voice. Oh, hello. Um, <clears throat> so I've got three questions. So these are all come from um, my Not Slimming Club Club. Um, and the three quite in-depth questions that are quite, quite common really. Um, so firstly, we are going to go over. Um, why do, when I start to see progress, I almost sabotage myself by rewarding myself with a well-done meal when all I've done is be consistent for two weeks. So once you sort of crack how to actually, how to actually diet and um, start to see that progress and start to sort of see yourself looking better in the mirror, performing better in the gym, feeling better in the clothes that you normally wear on a day-to-day -day basis. It's very easy for you to start getting complacent because you're like, oh, fucking hell, like I can do this. When you spent years not being able to do it. And what you have to tell yourself or ask yourself is like, are you done? Or are you just happy that you got over the first hurdle? Like if you're not done and you've still got work to do, then why are you rewarding yourself? Absolutely pat yourself on the back and like give yourself a huge well done for being consistent for two weeks or doing what you have managed to do for two weeks. But you don't start rewarding yourself for two weeks of consistency because that's a slippery slope because you'll start rewarding yourself for the little stuff that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. You'll start rewarding yourself like walking to work or like going to the gym, like we can't reward ourselves. We can't have that mindset because we're just never going to make progress. So if you're not done yet, pat yourself on the back and move on. Let's keep moving forward. Let's push that boat as far as we can down that river before we get off. And you've got to think that those habits that you've put in place over those two weeks are definitely nowhere near being set in stone. Like it takes an average of 66 days for you to have a habit in place. Obviously, like some habits are a lot easier, some habits are a lot harder. But those habits are definitely not habitual for you yet. You've not done them every single day for two weeks. And it probably takes a good month for some of these really small habits to become habitual, like waking up and just having a bit of a morning routine. So make sure that you're working on those habits. And making sure that your mindset's changing. Like if you aren't where you need to be, you need to get back on it and, and crack on. And then make sure that you're not rewarding yourself for the small things. Make sure you're rewarding yourself for things that are actually worth that reward. Like don't, oh yeah, I'm going to get a takeaway because I've lost weight this week. Don't work like that. That's a slimming world mentality. We don't like that mentality. And it's also yo-yo dieters mentality as well, which is why. Um, and if you're not done, we don't, we don't stop until we are. We don't stop until we're at a point where you're thinking, actually, yeah, I can maintain them. All right, so it is almost a self-sabotage. And usually it comes from the fact that you spent so many years and so many times trying to do this and just not being successful. So it's almost like this breath of fresh air that you actually see, see progress.
and we kind of need to get out of that mentality that just because we see progress doesn't mean we reward each other. Um, good question though, to be fair. All three of these are actually really good questions. Um, second one is, how do I go about picking restaurant or takeaway meals and fitting them into my diet? If I know I'm going, if I'm not, I'm not going to be able to avoid them. So if you know you're going to be going out, ideally we've got a menu first, like obviously we'd, um, we'd, we'd probably look at the menu before you go, like that's the idea. Like if you, if you go and look at the menu and you know what you want and you know what, what's going to fit into your calories, you can sort of plan around that. So if you go and you go to a Chinese, for example, um, things you want to be looking for is you want a thinner sauce. So thinner sauce um, is a carbier sauce. So it's more sugar-based rather than fat-based. So it's going to have less calories because there's less calories in carbs than there is fat. You want chicken or turkey over beef, pork, and duck because they are lean and meat sauces. You want something that's more or less fried, so like no spring rolls and stuff like that. And you want to be picking things that have got high protein, high in fiber. And then whilst you're eating these food, these foods, you want to be looking at eating slower and making sure you've got a, quite a large amount of water around with you or something that is going to slow your meal down and allows you to be very mindful of when you're going to be full because fullness signals just don't just come kick you in the stomach like our modern day society and like my mum always told me this it was like I couldn't I want a lot of dessert unless I finish my meal so now I like I've just got a habit that's been ingrained in me from being like four years old that I have to finish my meal like everything on my plate has to go in my mouth regardless of how I feel about it and that mentality breeds into all right well because I've finished that meal I'm now rewarded so if you can be mindful about when those hunger signals actually hit you within that meal before you finish, one, you won't eat it all because you'll probably be full, and two, you won't have that capacity of, ah, yeah, I need to uh, reward myself because I finished my meal. So you don't instantly go for a dessert, and then you've just saved yourself the calories that you have left on the plate and the chocolate pudding that you want afterwards. Even though you're actually satisfied, you're full, you don't feel the need to overeat. And you've also got to think about the law of diminished returns. Like 50% of that meal would give you 90% of the joy from it. So is the last 50% actually worth it? Or is it just you being greedy and you taking advantage of the situation? And once you start realizing that, it actually becomes a lot easier to turn down stuff and pick a smaller meal. If you're going to a restaurant as well, and you know it's going to be like two, three courses, then look at just having two courses, like pick either start or start or a dessert. Try not to pick both. Like obviously dessert's going to be higher in, higher in the uh, like a sugar kind of vibes, whereas like breakfast is always going to be, well, breakfast, your starters are always going to be sort of like, especially from a Chinese, going to be more deep fried. Like spring rolls and stuff like that so if you can plan it be mindful about the food be mindful about what you're picking 
Think protein, think fiber. Eat slower and drink loads of water and you'll be golden. And then <clears throat> also links into the next question quite well, but like also think that like even if you overeat on those on your calories, like you still haven't overeaten on maintenance, especially if you're dieting. So like if you if you're on a 300 calorie deficit and you're on 1600, you're essentially at maintenance at 919. So just be mindful of that. Like don't use it as a massive get out, but you're not going to instantly put on fat the next day. Like it's just not going to work like that. And just chill the fuck out as well. Like one meal. It's not going to kill you. <clears throat> right. Question number three. Um, Why on my weekend mentality is out of routine. Should I drop my calories during the week, even when I'm already eating 1,400? So 1,400, Monday to Friday, and on a weekend, you want to eat more, drop out 14. Okay. So this happens quite a lot with people who are I mean, out of routines on a weekend because they're working Monday to Friday job. And what you've got to do is on a weekend is you've got to make sure that you're doing the best you can to stay in as good a routine as possible. And usually the first way, first thing that happens is, and people go, I don't like this. The first thing that happens is people always have a lion on a Saturday and Sunday. If you get it, get up within the same, at the same time, every single day, including Saturday and Sunday, and you crack on your day like you normally would, but don't go to work, you'll be in a better position to eat, not what normally, quotation marks, because your body's already set up for it. Your body's such a smart thing, and we've got a circadian rhythm that spikes hormones at certain times of the day, and you can adapt it to your routine. Like, if you start going to bed at 9 o'clock, it'll suck for the first week, two weeks. After a while, your body will get so used to it, like going to sleep at 9 o'clock. It'll spike the hormones necessary for you to go to sleep at 9 o'clock. In the same way that people who start work at 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning, after a while, it'll just be habitual to them. And you've got to realize that that will happen transitioning from the weekday to the weekend. So you've got to find the best routine you can on a weekend that fits your weekdays as well. Obviously, there's always going to be <clears throat> variations. The kids playing sport, you playing sport, going to watch sport, um, weekend activities with the kids, whatever, whatever it might be that might just move that routine slightly. Try to keep similar foods as well. Don't think just because it's a weekend, you've you've got more time to cook that everything needs to be like super palatable and like, oh yeah, let's go have like a Sunday roast every Sunday. Just because that's what everybody does. When in reality, it's probably making you overcome too much calories. <clears throat> Excuse me, all this talking. And then if you're... If you are looking at dropping calories Monday to Friday to then to compromise for you having a shit routine on a Saturday, Sunday, or you not being able to stick to your calories on a Saturday and Sunday, you need to look at your lifestyle, your habits, and your routine first before you even contemplate dropping those calories. If I was in, if I was if I was asked this question by someone that wasn't a client of mine, I'd be telling this person that they probably need to increase their calories on a weekend, irrespective of the calories of the week. 
So you probably want to be going to 16, 17, 1800 on a weekend for those two days, just to maintenance, because you need to put that routine in place before you start lowering those calories. If you're on 1400 calories, like you don't need to be lower than that unless you're five foot, 50 kilos and like a female with very little muscle mass. Like 1400 calories is more than adequate for 90% of the population. You can legitimately reduce calories throughout the week and bump them to the weekend. I wouldn't make a habit of it because then you start, you will just literally start starving yourself Monday to Friday to then overeat and overconsume on a Saturday and Sunday. Build a shit routine, feel shit on a Monday, resent the fact that you're dieting, and then probably go into this yo yo kind of vibes that most people fall into because they're given shit advice and everything's about how much weight can I lose as fast as possible? When we want to build good habits, good routines that make us feel good, make us feel healthy. All right. And that's what my group coaching is about. So hope hope you guys got something from this. These are all questions from a group coaching, which just finishes. If you do want to have a look at group coaching with me, give me a message. Starts on the 3rd of June, six weeks. Um, yeah. Any questions, always welcome. If not, have a great night. Cheers, guys.